your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's show, I have Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, joining me because uh, when things happen that are kind of bigger, uh, we need another voice in on the action. And the Avalanche releasing their protected list. It's kind of a big deal. So we are going to talk about that. And as always, it'll probably take us into several different directions. But before we get to that, first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram, and definitely send questions, comments, concerns, or opinions. And I know people have them with this protected list to Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. So let's get uh, the the mighty man, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, host of Welcome or not? Yeah, Welcome to Puckburg. Yeah, here, yeah, here in Puckburg, here, here in Puckburg, here in Puckburg. Uh, the the wonderful new podcast that he has over on the Belly Up podcast. Not, Belly Up's more than just a podcast network. They they have a, a website for news and. Mm-hmm. It's all inclusive over there. So yeah, we have uh, writers and podcasts and, and I'll throw it out there. He, th- what he does in his show is has, he has fans on, uh, he has, if it's, you know, people in the industry there, if they're journalists or, uh, you know, people that do commentary, whatever that he has them on the show. And it's just a long conversation of how they got involved in hockey. So if that is something you want to do, Kyle is always open to chatting with anybody and everybody. You don't have to be an Avs fan, which if you're listening to this, there's probably a 99% chance you are. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he takes all welcomers. So uh, it's an awesome show. He does a great job with it. And I'm glad he finally dipped his toes into the podcast world. Yeah. Well, th- thank you for pushing me there. And you flatter me, Mike. My good yes. friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, because you've been busy. Um, but you, uh, luck, luckily for me, you were available uh, on Sunday night to record this. And it's kind of a, a big one because, well, it's, it's half big because the, the list was revealed on who the Avalanche protect. And now the other half of it is Wednesday night in who they are going to lose. So we are going to break all that stuff down. Uh, it's a lot to get to. So um, I think we should dive in with who was not protected because that's that's kind of where everybody's eyes are going uh, for every team. And we're obviously going to focus in on the avalanche. And it was uh, the news broke the night before that Gabe Landeskog was not going to be on the protected list. And uh, I, I think because of the news that had come out within the past few days of the avalanche and him being far apart in contract talks. I think it it made sense that he was going to be left off. He's not the only big unrestricted free agent name to be left off, but I I still think this is a little bit uneasy for avalanche fans because you always saw him on the protected list throughout 
all of last season, whenever you saw mocks or, uh, or mock drafts for what the Kraken were going to take or mock-ups of the protected list for the abs, he was always on there. And I think the thinking was because a deal will get done. And right up until last week, that was kind of what everybody thought was going to happen. Now that's kind of thrown up in the air a little bit. I, I still am of the mind like they will come to an agreement. But because the things that you read with them being so far apart, uh, I think the Avs had no choice but to to leave him unprotected. See what happens, uh, you know, with, with the contract talks continuing after the expansion draft and go protect another player. Uh, where do you stand? First of all, where do you stand in the whole Landeskog contract thing? And then we'll get into the him being off the protected list. And if the Kraken really have a if the Kraken really have a crack at <laughs> Landeskog. <clears throat> so uh, concern, we, and we talked about it in the green room. You did mention mm-hmm. it a little bit, but uh, expand upon it a little bit. Um, Gabe it, Landeskog and the Avs, how much of it is a concern? Um, it comes with like each day with new uh, new cycles that come in and out. And you sit there and you kind of try and make yourself feel better about the whole situation. But you have to remind yourself, like Miko Rantanen, when he went through his deal talks, he missed like the first two weeks of preseason. He did. That that deal didn't. And he came in and started like a training camp. Like he missed all of training camp. Like, and that was like his, uh, the running joke all year because Miko just came out of the gates like white hot. And it was like, oh, well, he doesn't have to do training camp. And it's, yeah. I guess it's just Joe Sackett tactics. Uh, go ahead and trademark that. Put that on a shirt. Um, yeah. <laughs> But that's just kind of <laughs> how he does. Um, and I think the expansion draft is just something that kind of got in the way. And I think the fact that Landeskog is unprotected, um, I mean, you can view it the same way as like the Ovechkin deal. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like deep down at our core, we know Landeskog's coming back. For what? We don't know. Yeah. Is there really that big of a disconnect? Are we just that thirsty for just hockey something that we are just picking this apart and turning this into a soap opera? I would like to think Landeskog's coming back. I really, I would like to hear it from his mouth that he said $9 million because yeah. I don't even think he <clears throat> thinks he's worth $9 million. Well, here's the thing with that is I, I completely understand him him asking for for that much off the bat. You have to, to go high and and try to maximize what you can get and the reason behind that is he can't like he 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 said i've heard that he said you know he would give somewhat of a, a home hometown discount to the abs but you know we, we don't know exactly what that would be he can't start there he no. can't start with saying i would take eight million dollars because if for whatever reason it doesn't work out with the avalanche and now he hits the open market, now he can't go, now I want $10 million. Well, no, you asked for eight at, you know, when you were with Colorado, you can't go up from there. So he has to go high because he knows if the avalanche can't sign him for whatever reason, he knows people will offer him $10 million, nine or $10 million. Even though I don't think he is a $10 million player, he has to ask for it because if avalanche talks fall through he can still ask for that when he's in the open market and it's landis is kind of at a disadvantage because of the line that he's also on and how the contracts are structured Hmm. like miko got a 
high contract. Like what his contract is kind of beefy. And whenever Rantanen has like a little bit of a cold streak, everybody's like, well, we're paying nine plus million for this. Like there's a lot of pressure on Miko to perform with that contract. But Nate is doing the toe in the company line saying, I'll take a less deal again. I'll take mm-hmm. this, this cheaper contract just to keep the team together. Mm-hmm. And then Landis Gog is in the middle. So yeah, he's in a rough spot when it comes to talking about the contract, knowing like with Haskinen's deal that Kale McCarr is about to start making some bank coming up. Right. Gabe is in a rough spot. Um, I, if he actually said 9 million for the purpose of just trying, if things fall apart in Colorado, I get that, but he's got to come meet in the middle somewhere quick. Anyway, I, I think you, I mean, it, you know, word, word is the Habs really lowballed him uh, to maybe even take less money than what he was making last year, which, you know, he's not going to accept that, but that's where the, that's what the avalanche have to do. They have to come in low. He's coming in high and they will meet. I don't even say they're going to meet in the middle. They'll, they'll, they will potentially meet more towards Landeskog's asking, why don't they do this? Uh, Rantanen's making 9.25. And you got McKinnon coming up in two years. Why don't you make uh, Landeskog 8.25, Rantanen 9.25, McKinnon 10.25? So you got eight, nine, 10, your top three guys all making bank. Everybody's happy. I mean, I, I can't, like I can't argue with that. <laughs> and I will say this, and I, and I put it up on Twitter. If this whole thing is just a big ruse, and Sackick and, and Landeskog have been in talks and, and, are, and are scheming this entire thing. And by me saying this, it is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. I don't think this is actually happening. But if it is, uh, Joe Sackick, not only, you know, I don't think he deserves GM of the year. I think he deserves to be immediately put in the Hall of Fame for a GM. Never mind the player side of it. He needs to go into Hall of Fame again for, for I should say, if it's a scheme where he he gets Seattle to take Landeskog and then they have to sign him and he doesn't sign with them and goes back to the avalanche and the entire thing was a put on. Brilliant. Brilliant. I don't think it is. That, that, that's, that's a movie script right there, but that would be absolutely hilarious. But then to play devil's advocate here, Ron Francis out in Seattle. With all of this that we're sitting here like speculating and going over, would Seattle even touch Gabe Landeskog knowing no. all this is going on? I don't think so. I don't because because that's a big risk. And that's and it. just look at what uh, Washington's doing with Ovechkin, like you like you alluded to. They're not touching him. You know, I, I think because the the people are looking at the Landeskog situation because the wording that's out there right now is you know very far apart. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed. Stuff like that are trigger words for for other teams. Um, you know, they're 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 for other teams that are like you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. Not an expansion team that's drafting a guy that you will have wasted your pick completely if you take him and he does not sign with you. Yeah. So it's still a very big risk for the Kraken to do it, and I don't think they touch him. Yeah, that's absolutely what I was about to say. I it's more of a chance that somebody else in the league now picks him up than Seattle. Well, the, yeah, and the only I'll say this: Seattle won't take him uh, in the expansion draft. They, right now, they have exclusive 
negotiating rights with all the unrestricted free agents who were not protected. So they will have a good idea. I mean, maybe they're probably going to go talk to him and get a sense of where his head is at. And, you know, can we sign you? But they, even if, even if they, he tells them I'm interested in signing with you, if they don't have him signed by the expansion draft, they're not going to take him because after that he is free game for everybody. And then the crack can get into a bidding war, uh, not only with the avalanche, maybe not with the avalanche, because then it seems like they're going into a bidding war, but there's going to be teams that are going to be bidding for Lamus God. So no, if they don't have anything signed with him uh, before the expansion draft, I, I do not think they're touching him at all. Yeah. At all. So, um, and then the other name, which, um, you know, people, and, and we'll get to who we think the Kraken are going to, to pick later on, but uh, Jonas Donskoy was the other one that was left off. That is, you know, cap related. Um, I, I, you know, it's not like the Avalanche don't like what Donskoy does for them. I think they're, they're very happy with him on the roster. Um, he's got a 3.9 cap hit. If they do pick him, obviously that comes off the books and that helps maybe sign Gabe Landeskog. Um, and, you know, the, the other guy that was thrown out is JT Comfer. He's got a $3.5 million. So if they take either one of those two guys who probably are the front runners, so you'd have to, you would have to imagine Donskoy is a front runner. Um, you either got 3.9 coming off or 3.5 coming off. And either one of those is good. And if you, if they take Comfer, then Donskoy stays and there's <laughs> what's wrong with that. So the, the way that they uh, protected the guys that they protected, they kind of put, and with trading graves, they kind of put the Kraken in a tough spot to take somebody, uh, you know, for as far as financials go uh, for the avalanche and help them out that way. You lose a player, sure, but you're helped in the financial state of things. What do you got? I, I honestly think that out of the unprotecteds, uh, Donskoy is the most appealing. Um, definitely when belmar um when we parted ways with him and the ryan graves trade donskoy seemed like the logical like he's got he's got talent and playoff experience like Mm -hmm. he went i think it was all the way to the western finals in that sharks team i think they lost to the blues they did the 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 offside season yes yeah yeah that was was that the blues must have been the blues yeah i think it was yeah yeah yeah, no, he's got, uh, you know, he's approaching 30. Yeah, so he's he's seasoned. He's a vet. He knows how to play. He's been on good teams. So that might be kind of like a veteran presence guy that they want to start a franchise with. It, it, would, it would make sense. Uh, all right, so let's get to one of our sponsors of the day, and then we'll get into the guys who were saved. Is there any surprises on there? Uh, but we are going to hear from Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. And did you know that Built Bar has many delicious flavors and there is something for everybody. And when you talk to Built Bar fans, uh, they all have their favorites. And you know mine. I'm a peanut butter guy. Kyle, you are a peanut butter guy as well. So they have uh, other ones to choose from like coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream. Uh, And then they come out with the occasional rare flavor. So definitely check out their website when you can and see if they have any uh, limited edition ones available for you. So if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine regular flavors. And not only are they great tasting, but they're healthy for you as well. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. 
four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs, all amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. And they are also breaking news. They are the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Yes. I am the real American. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Can't wait for the Olympics, man. That's the best. I can't wait. It's going to be great. So go to BillBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 off at BillBar.com. All right, so our saved selections here. And, and by the way, I, I, did, I did briefly just want to touch on something about the uh, Gabe Landeskog being left off. It's driving me a little bit crazy that, how do I word this? Another avalanche outlet out there mm. keeps saying, as expected, Gabe Landeskog, like, don't act like you you'd known all along that Gabe Landeskog was going to be left off. The only reason it was expected is because they didn't have a contract signed. And when you're coming across as, oh, we knew this all along, you're full of it because everybody assumed that that deal was going to get done and he was going to be on the protected list clearly. So when you come across as holier than thou and like, oh, we, we, we knew this, you, you knew it. 48 hours ago, not four or five months ago. So get off your high horse. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen that as well. And I've just, yeah. I've, mm, yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. Um, all right. So as far as who was protected, uh, obviously Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen and Andre Burakovsky. Uh, I think those were the, the definites. You probably could say Nazem Kadri was a definite. Um, and then you had Tyson Jost, who we assumed would be a well-earned protection spot from him. Uh, Nachuskin. I mean, you have to love what like Nachuskin and Jost are the epitome of you work hard, you get rewarded. Yeah. Um, And especially for Nachuskin because he was just thrown aside by the Dallas stars. And, you know, he was on that run of something like, well, I don't know. What was it? 10,487 games where he didn't score a goal or anything like that. Oh, it was bad. It was, it it was, and he was really bad. He understood it, but they didn't give him a chance. They didn't let him work through it. They just kicked him to the curb. Uh, The avalanche came in and said, all right, we'll give you a a shot at it. And it took him a while to get going in the avalanche uniform. But once he did, he's been, he's been great. So he was one of those fringe guys where he could be, he could not be, but I think it's, it's twofold for him. I think it's how he's played. And his cap number, his cap number is only 2.5. So that helps too. Uh, So, you know, maybe going, going between him and and Donskoy and they went Winnichuskin for, you know, a multitude of reasons. So, uh, and then rounding out was Logan O'Connor. So obviously, you know, we don't need to talk about McKinnon or Rantanen or Burkowski. I I mean, I was throwing the cadre thing out there and, and I, you know, I was thinking, you know, it was probably like 98% that they would protect him, maybe a little bit lower than that. But, I, you know, if you're, I'm trying to put the GM hat on and we've talked about it, like you have to take into account if he gets suspended again, you're screwed again. Did the avalanche want to risk that? Uh, clearly 
they they felt you know he's he's a big part of what we're doing here and you know having that really that loan suspension over the past couple of years they feel comfortable that he's playing within the rules for the most part and he can avoid doing what he did in the playoffs so yeah we're, we're going to protect them if Gabe Landeskog had a deal inked um Kadri would not be on this list that's a good point that that's a really good question who who would be off it would be Kadri because O'Connor can't be O'Connor has to be on this list yep because of his you know his games played he does not have he doesn't meet the criteria for games played so he I, I think he had to be protected um it's but, one of those things like oh, when wow. everybody's been uh, up in arms about L- Gabe not being protected and Kadri being protected, but uh, everybody doesn't realize th- that situation. Yeah. If, well, if Gabe was signed, it's uh, there would not, Kadri would not be on this list, and it's in the long term going to be a good thing that he is because the last thing you want to do is unprotect him, and Seattle passes over him for a Donskoy. And then now you have upset Kadri <laughs> coming back. Yeah. And it's not going to bother him if he goes out for 24 games. Oh, so you think he would – because he didn't get protected and then didn't get picked, he's coming back and he's going to hurt you on the back end by you know it's, throwing it's some gonna, weight around? It's not going to feel like um, – if protected, it feels like the Avalanche are buying into him, saying, we're behind yeah. you, we know this is not your fault. Unprotected – he feels like a liability. So Kadri is going into business for himself at this point. But I would, you know, I think the way the avalanche would, would come at that if they were not going to protect him uh, would be the financial aspect of it, because we're talking about, they didn't protect Donskoy or Comfer because of their cap hit. Well, Kadri has a higher cap hit than either of those guys at four and a half. So if Seattle wanted to take that off of their hands, they'd be, you know, I don't want to say they'd be more than willing to do that, but uh, I think they would live with it because that is a big chunk of money that they can even play around with even more so. So that it would have been interesting. I didn't even really think about that. Is, is of, of who would be off if uh, if they did head sign Landeskog? But and, and you also got and one of these spots like the we told Eric Johnson to waive your no mate uh, no move for one of these spots as well. Yeah, definitely. So because they would have went you would have to assume the four and four route uh, because, you know, they're clearly not going to uh, offer up Kale McCarr. No. Uh, you wouldn't think they wouldn't offer up Taves. I mean, if Taves or Gerard was available, there, there's your, there's your pick because they're both on really good contracts. So, um, so anyway, yeah, that was your forwards. And then your def- defenseman, like I just said, McCarr, Taves, and Gerard, and then your goaltender is Grubauer. And the abs are looking good in the goaltender situation because Francois can't get picked because he didn't play enough games last year. Nope. Um, so they they pretty much keep their their two headed monster together in the the goaltender situation. They're not taking Graves because he got picked. Uh, so um, and like I said, we'll get to our our pick in a minute here. But um, I had talked about Nachuskin, Tyson Jost completely played his way onto this list. Because I've said it many times at the beginning of the season last year, when we were doing this, he was on the unprotected list, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Yep. 
And he was the guy that Seattle was taking. Not only was he not on the avalanche list, he w- he was on the, on the Kraken roster. Yeah. We were kind of like penciling him in already and he played his butt off and you know, he, he deserves being on this list. Now he needs to earn it more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he now, now he needs to, to prove them right for protecting him and have an even better season next year. And I think he can do it. I think this gives him a lot of confidence and motivation. Um, and he's not going to be that guy. That's going to be, you know, I want to say like manning the top line, but he did yep. when he needed to last year. So he held his own, held his own while he yeah. was on that line. Yeah. I, I really like where, where he's headed. Um, so, but I mean, he's, he's gotta, he's gotta do it now. It's not just, Hey, I got protected. You know, so everything is good and everything is fine. It's like, okay, you're protected. That's step one. Step two is now, now go prove them right. Yeah. And with Seattle coming in and with this being their first roster, I think this upcoming trade deadline that we'll have in this next season is going to be even more. Um, it's going to be the craziest we've seen a trade deadline in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because Seattle's, they're going to draft their team, they're going to put it on the ice, and they're going to see what works and what doesn't. So we might have dealings with Seattle down the road. And if it's one of those situations where Nuke or Jost isn't putting up and like contributing to the team and like paying it back, hey, we stuck our necks out for you mm. and you're just kind of cashing it in, they can see themselves right back to Seattle. That door is not closed yet. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, and then rounding it out was the was Logan O'Connor. And I, I think, you know, it, for him, it was several factors it was his his cap number is low but more than that like we said i think he had to be protected according to the rules right he, like yeah. he he didn't play what is it it's uh 27 here i got it in front of me here um that are under contract for 21 22 and have played a minimum of either 27 nhl games during the shortened 2021 season of um, or 54 NHL contests over the past two seasons. And he doesn't meet either one of those criteria. So, you know, th- th- those are players that the, the Avalanche had to offer up and he doesn't meet that. So um, he would have been on the list, I think, regardless, but it works for them. You know, he, he's got a low cap number, like 725, I think it is. Uh, yeah, 725. But more than that, I think the Avalanche really genuinely have – you know, more, I don't say huge plans for him, but bigger plans for him. I really like the way Logan O'Connor played last year. He's a fast guy, even talking to Connor McGahee about it, you know, and he said many times, he's like, you know, there's, there's times where I'm calling a game and he's flying and I think he's got 29 on his, on his back. Yeah. It's true. Like yeah, he, he, he's, he's a good, good, hardworking player. Yeah. He's, he's gritty, gets in the corners, makes plays physical. It's, like he's got that that heavy like body, but he's got McKinnon speed, so yeah. it's it's a two edged sword and it's incredible. Yeah, I think he's gonna get uh, see a lot more ice time next year. Um, so just a guy to keep keep an eye on. So, all right, let's uh, hear from Bet Online and then we'll we'll see we'll give our predictions on who we think Seattle is going to take. Uh, but bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball is in full swing and you can track all of the action at bet online, get all the latest news, odds, 
and info for your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, UFC and MMA. And like we said before, the Olympics, they are what they like this week, right? 2024th or something. I think on Saturday. Yeah. So man, Olympics gotta love it. What's your favorite Olympic? Would you like winter or summer better? I'm a winter guy. Right. Correct. Good answer. And what I guess because summer is is the one that is starting. Do you have a favorite summer Olympic event? I like I like watching like the swimming. I, I think it's yeah it's really cool. That's good. And like the the well both volleyball. The beach volleyball is awesome. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Beach <laughs> but, volleyball. Uh, yeah. But the the indoor volleyball where it's like 10 on yeah. 10, whatever it is, dude. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Those guys this fascinate me just like just because that like i could never dunk but yeah. that has to be the same mm-hmm. feeling when you spike a ball that just like goes straight down or yep. off a dude's mm-hmm. face or something like that like that has to be like the greatest feeling in the world so watch that's some- the, and that's the good thing about olympics like especially if you're betting there's such a wide variety of sports oh, yeah. that you have a dog in the fight in every one of them oh yeah so can we if you want to bet on, on they do like horse dancing Bet on horse dancing. I don't know how you do it, but you probably can. Uh, so before the next pitch or horse dance, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. When you head to the website and sign up, you will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So for the Vegas drafts a few years ago. The very first player taken in that draft was a Colorado Avalanche player in Calvin. And I always, it's like Caribbean. Uh, you say <laughs> Caribbean or Caribbean. It's either Calvin uh, Picard or, or Calvin Pickard. I always called him Pickard. I, I, I always want to say Picard because of the, uh, the Star Trek reference. <laughs> so. Live long and prosper. Exactly. And all that. Exactly. So uh, he was the very first player taken at the time. Um, so do you think we go, first of all, you think we go two for two that the, the very first player taken this time around is a, an avalanche player and who is it going to be? I don't know if it's going to be number one. Yeah. That's, that's very difficult to, uh, predict, but I honestly, I feel like it's Jonas Donskoy. I think he's the consensus guy. Uh, he would, like we said earlier, he would make the most sense. Uh, it's, it's so, it's so funny because on the avalanche side of things, 3.9 coming off the books is huge for them, but 3.9 going on the books for the Kraken isn't, you know, catastrophic for them. It could now uh, on again playing Ron Francis here. Um, they could be picking up like Carey Price is out there and he's got a crazy contract, although he I heard today mm. they're iffy on his health issues. Yeah, I heard they're um, kicking the tires on him. You got Jonathan Quick out there as well. Yeah. Um, there's really big names out there. And if you want to sell a team in a not a traditional, like there's not a lot of sports in Seattle right now. You got the Mariners and the Seahawks, but mm. you need to put something. So you need to land some big names. So if they're going to go after some big names to make mm-hmm. a splash, that contract might come into play. When it, all, all things considered. Because yeah. They're dealing with the same cap as everybody else. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the, the golden Knights, they, they took seven goalies, I believe in their expansion draft. 
um, you know, they went overboard with the goalies. Uh, clearly not for purposes of keeping that many on, no. but for deals after the fact. True. So is Seattle going to to learn from that uh, and maybe go the same route? And if they do, do they take Devin Dubnik off the avalanche hands? Please. Uh, that, that would, that would <laughs> hey, why not? Um, but no, like, I, I, I'm with you on the Donskoy thing for the sake of discussion and for the sake of, of uh, relevancy. Like, it's, I think it's very possible, like you're saying, with, with the cap situation, that they might take McDonald. They could very well take Jake, Jacob McDonald. He has a low cap number. If they really watched him and scouted him, they we loved how he played last year. Uh, that's not out of the realm of possibility. I, I, I would almost say uh, if the if the Kraken are ranking like a top three that they want to take for the Avalanche, it would probably be Donskoy at number one, probably McDonald at number two, yeah. and then uh, Comfer at number three. Because you know what you're getting in, in Donsko and Comfer, as far as cap number goes, relatively similar, four hundred thousand dollar difference. So what do you want? Do you want the the veteran guy uh, who can be a, a veteran presence on the team with a little bit higher cap number? Do you want the younger guy who's really not lived up to it? Maybe just needs a change of scenery, uh, or do you want the the well, how old is McDonald? He was older than I thought, believe it or not. Um, we got to go down here. 27 he's around there he's 28 he's oh. 28 or do you want him who you know really hasn't been given that much of a shot except for last year and looked really good in the process and he has the lowest cap number it's appealing it's really appealing and you got and it's hard to galaxy brain this seattle draft because all we're just used to entry drafts and like mm-hmm. plugging and playing for your team they're literally building a team from scratch here. So you get, they are having to figure out we're putting a team on the ice next year. Who is going to comprise this team? Who will work together? And do you want to go experience? Like you don't get that in entry level uh, in, in, uh, in the entry draft. You don't draft playoff experience. Right. So w- will that come into play? What other free agents, I mean, what other unprotecteds are out there that also have playoff experience? And Well, right on our team, Brandon Saad. Exactly. So, but, but again, he's an unrestricted. True. So, you know, do you know, it's, it's the same argument for Brandon Saad that it is for Gabe Laniscog, that it is for Alex Ovechkin. You know, because it's, it's, it's easy for Avalanche fans to say, oh, yeah, you could take a Donskoy, you can take a this because we know what they are. But it's all about really how Seattle has their board set up and what's going to work and what they're trying to establish right out of the gate. They want a young team that they know this first year is not going to be that great and build into a dynasty down the road. They might just get everybody's youth. But if they want to yeah. make a difference in the league now, they're going to go for your big names, and that's where Donskoy will come off the board. It's all Seattle's got the power right now. And I think that's why everybody's on edge as it comes right now. Well, I think we'll, you know, we're, we're recording this on Sunday night and this was the, the first day that of, of their uh, exclusive uh, negotiating time frame, which goes right up until Wednesday and their, their expansion draft. So day one wasn't really expecting much. You might hear something tomorrow. You're, you're probably going to hear some, you know, of guys getting signed. Uh, maybe not the big names, but there's going to be some unrestricteds. You would have to think. Yeah. Do the Seattle Mariners play at home? Should we be watching the stands? 
for Gabe oh, Landeskog sitting in. At a oh Mariners God! Game. Don't tell me that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's bad they're gonna, news. They're going to show him the town. <laughs> what about this, and and we'll, we'll end with this. Uh, one guy that was not protected, Matty Duchesne. Hmm. It's been said that that the Kraken could that could be their big splash guy. Uh, high cap, eight million. I think he's doing. So that could be their 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 big name that they take. And I know I've been very vocal on this podcast and mine about my Matt Duchesne feelings. Yeah. This last year for Nashville, he was definitely getting back to his Colorado Avalanche days of catching his stride. If he goes to Seattle, and yeah, he was doing he was making some clutch goals. I, I think he ended the season better, but I, I thought like he was he was crap for most well, of the season. Nashville was crap for most of the season. Yeah, they were. Uh, what did he have? Where am I going here? Um, yeah, he only had six goals and seven assists and thirteen points. He only played thirty four games. Uh, but you look at the end of the season; that's what it all happened for him. Yeah, like yeah, the, the beginning. Yeah, the beginning started off okay. Didn't have any goals until February 4th where he scored, scored two. Uh, but you look at the end of his the season, and he's – yeah, you're right. He kind of started coming on a little bit better towards the end of the year when he came back. Because Nashville was going through, like, line changes and shuffling everything up because they were trying to fire that team up. And Duchesne got on a line that they were really working together. And he was getting some, like, game-winning goals. And he was doing really good. And I think a place like Seattle where – Matt Duchesne would love it, but you build the team around him or make him a focal point, he will excel. Yeah. I mean, he was out from March 4th until April 17th. So he was out for about a month and a half. And even when he came back, you look at his time on ice numbers, man, and they're low. Like he was only doing 13 minutes, 11, 16 he had for a high, 12, 11, 12, like I wasn't getting a lot of ice time. What the heck was going on with that? Maybe there's because they were in, he was injured or something. He's easing him back in. I don't know. What, what I've, I've, I watched a lot of Nashville games. Everything was wacky with just yeah. like from the coaching standpoint and constantly shifting lines and goalie play was so just up and down. Uh, it was a nightmare year for the Predators. Yeah. It's a possibility that, that could be a guy. You know, they, they need a face. And I'm not saying Matthew Shane is like, you know, no, this, this also that it can be, but they need someone with some clout uh and you're right and maybe you know just i don't want to say change of scenery because he had so many change of sceneries yeah but uh true. it could work out for him in seattle if if they go that route we shall see but uh we don't have to wait too long to find out nope right around the corner so uh y- you are doing something with belly up once you throw out where to find you and uh the expansion show that you're doing yes um you can find me at well my personal twitter handle is shaggy von doom but you can find my podcast over on Belly Up Sports. It is called Here in Puckburg. As Chris said, it's just talking about your hockey story. So you can find me on uh, Here in Puckburg. You can find us on Twitter at HPuckburg. Instagram, here underscore in underscore Puckburg. We have a Facebook, but you can find us on Belly Up Sports. And Belly Up Sports will be hosting a live expansion draft show. It'll be me and the host from Cannons and Tomahawks, a Blackhawks and Blue Jackets podcast. Which I was on. You were on, yes. I was on the show, yep. And Ryan McCarthy of No Credentials Required. He is a he's got um, New Jersey Devils in his background, and we might have some contributors from High and Wide, a Philly Flyers podcast. But 
come by stop by the stream say hey cool. uh, we'll be streaming and expansion drafting <laughs> streaming and expanding yep that's what all we right. do <laughs> all right so all right man uh as always i always appreciate you coming on and uh talking the big news uh with me it's always fun so uh yeah check kyle out and all his uh his new endeavors that he's doing so he's chris was chris was the inaugural guest over yeah. on Puckburg. you were the number one I, I, it, it was population one yep population uh, I, yeah, one <laughs> yeah so that was fun so uh yeah check out a show and like i said if you want to be on it give kyle a, a jingle over on uh the twitter yeah so i i love to have anyone on it it's all about it doesn't matter what your background is don't say well i can't nope yeah shoot me a message we'll right. get you on yeah. it'll be great it's awesome so all right man always appreciated and thank you everybody for tuning in today we'll see everyone tomorrow we'll see what what happens if there's any news which seems like there's it's coming fast and furious so we will be discussing it on tomorrow's show uh and definitely go check out twitter because i didn't do a poll for a grade for today because i knew this was going to be all expansion draft stuff so uh, go over to the Twitter page, LOPN underscore Avalanche. And uh, I don't know who's up right now, but it'll be up on. Uh, no, you, you shouldn't put up a grade until after the expansion draft. Seattle will look. That's and true. They'll know, and they'll be like, oh, okay. Oh, oh people of <laughs> Twitter liked. Yeah. Uh, who? Uh, uh, Patrick Nemeth? Oh, we might want to take him. Yeah. Hey, hey for Patrick <laughs> hey Nemeth. For Nemeth. <laughs> That's a good point. Puck handling skills are incredible. <laughs> could skew the voting. So, <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And another thank you to Kyle. And we will see everybody tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.